Thursday morning here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. And, man, am I happy this guy is back. <laughs> An extra five hours of work last week, which was fun, but I could have done without it. This guy does a tremendous job after me, 10 to noon every weekday, and I missed him. Of course, he does a great job on Fox and Friends every morning on Fox News and his own amazing television show, One Nation, after my good buddy Mark Levin, 9 p.m. on Saturday nights on Fox News. He's the man, the great Brian Kilmeade. Brian, welcome back. How are you, pal? Uh, Good, uh, Sid. Thanks for working that extra hour. I appreciate it for a week, but I'm back from Australia. You went to Australia? Yeah. Did you my, go to uh, my daughter's going to school there, so <laughs> I wanted to go uh, visit her in action. So I figured I could do a week with um, plus or minus a day. So we did about eight days. So uh, I'm back. Well, your daughter goes to school, and is it Sydney? Is it Melbourne? Where is it? Sydney, yeah, Sydney, just for a semester. Really impressive, man. I mean, uh, they actually had to go to school. I thought it was going to be way hey, just travel around. She's like, no, I can't miss any school. I said, all right, we stayed mostly in Sydney. Yeah, but it was very, very impressive. What is the uh, migrant and homeless situation like in Sydney? <laughs> oh, it's hysterical. Get this. They had a big uh, immigrant. I hear the T's on the news, and I say at a local news there, and it says, coming back, oh, the latest immigration problem that's going to cost somebody their political future. And I'm thinking to myself, immigration, excellent. So I'm sticking around. They come back. Big debate on what to do with 50 people. 50 people that <laughs> arrived in a boat. Australia left them in an island to hold, and everyone's debating back and forth what to do with them yeah. and who's going to pay to ship them back. I- well, it all starts somewhere, 50. though, Brian. I know 50, but it starts somewhere. You just you never know. I figured you were going to say there was none, but 50, I guess, is a lot better than what we've got here. And I'll tell you something. A couple of days ago, I was railing about New York, and it got back to me that the mayor, Eric Adams, was very upset with me. Now, I just had dinner with Eric Adams literally uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I'm scheduled to have dinner with Eric again this coming Wednesday night. And it got back to me. He was very, very upset. Uh, The next day, mind you, he came out and talked about, you know, changing the rules a bit of the sanctuary city in an effort to make sure that ICE can deport some of these bad guys. That kind of works for me. I'll take that. I mean, I don't want the buses here to begin with. I don't want to take any chances, turn the damn buses around, but I'll take that. It's a good start. But as it turns out, as you know, Adrian Adams and the city council, they're like, no. We're not going to do that. That's not nice. These are people, too. So my question is, at this point, if Adrian Adams and the city council can basically tell Eric to go shovel sand, what kind of power does the mayor actually have? He's got to go to the people. And and I'm sure you told him this. Uh, I would like to see all those city council pictures up there. And look, this guy's this guy's got is up to his ears anyway with the FBI investigation. And you say, listen, I just want to tell you. Uh, I I used to think maybe sanctuary cities were a good idea because you want to give hardworking people a chance to speak out if there was crime in your neighborhood. But that was in 1988. Uh, And now we're looking at a situation where things are the worst in the history of our country. I'm seeing the murder that took place of Lake and Riley. I'm seeing what happened with the stabbing, the beatdown, and boom, 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 boom. And this is the modification we need to have. Yesterday I found out it won't even be entertained. And I want to tell you why. These are the people that are saying no. Because a crime hasn't happened to them. They live at 89th Street. They live in the Upper East Side, Upper West Side. They got their personal bodyguards. They got their security. They're not maybe have kids in school that understand the school size is doubled. Most of these kids need special services that don't no longer go to our kids. I would go do it. The heck with that. You could be a, a mayor of the country instead of a mayor of a blue city. What does he have to lose? 
He's got nothing to lose. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. See, my issue is this with Eric, okay? He complains about the immigration issue and the federal government, but he very rarely calls out, and he went out and endorsed Joe Biden. He complains about bail reform, okay, but he goes out and he endorses Kathy Hochul. Eric Adams is always quick to endorse, and by the way, he said very nice things the last couple of weeks about Alvin Bragg. So he's quick to endorse Ugh. all the guys he complains about. And I'll tell you something else, because I had Michael Kemper on my show about uh, last week. And all this subway crime is up. And people start yelling and screaming, well, there's a lack of cops. That's part of it. But Michael Kemper told me the truth. He said, Sid, the reason why subway crime is up is basically bail reform. We've got the same people committing 50 to 100 crimes. I arrest them. We arrest them. They're back on the subway the next day doing the same exact thing. So it's not just about cops quitting, not enough cops it's the fact that these people commit the same crime over and over again, and they're let out literally the next day. Yeah, I mean, we are down about, what, 6,000 cops? And we are looking at record retirements. And people even at 18 years saying, screw it, I'm not even waiting the next two, which is insane. But uh, it's, you know, and, and that is the big story in the New York Post today. One of it is a rise in subway crime directly related to the amount of cops that are underground with us. Uh, so uh, he goes halfway. I mean, we were just coming out of DeBazio, where the best thing you want to do is you want to replace a coach like Bill Parcells did. Remember? Rich Kotite. They were 1-13. in 13. You want to come in there and take over a 1-13 team. Mayor Adams was taking over a 1-13 team. We were so hopeful with his energy that he got up, he showed up on time and had the police background, was at one time some people labeled him a conservative. I know there was some people that complained about his police background, that he was all show. Uh, no action, but just you want to replace Rich Kotite. No offense. I hear he was a nice guy. He's a terrible coach. <laughs> and he came in there, and he's going halfway everywhere. And it's it, to me, it's frustrating because he's not clueless. I think, and I don't think he's gutless. I think that he needs somebody around him who's going to be just as tough as him and say, hold the line, do it. You could make a national career. You could become a national figure. Don't worry about what's going on. There is nobody in New York City who thinks these sanctuary city rules are, are right outside the far left. And I'm telling you, this country is changing. The, the federal government is changing. The sincerity is up for debate. But you have a two presidents going to the border right now. This mayor beat everybody to the border a year and a half ago. He could, there's so many opportunities here for him to rise above and be almost the Bill Maher uh, what he does for commentary as a left-wing liberal and has got everybody's attention, that's what this mayor could do as a legislator, as a lawmaker, as a political figure. I see that. Don't you see the same potential? Oh, I see the potential, but you don't want two-plus years in. I like Eric. Uh, potential starts to go away. You know, year one is potential, maybe the first 18 months. He's going into year three, and at some point the word potential goes away. Uh, good point, too, that uh, both Biden and Trump at the border today, uh, Trump will be in Eagle Pass, Biden will be in Brownsville. So let's get to national news here, Brian Kilmeade, and let's go right to uh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan joined me yesterday. 
talked about uh, the big day, the big deposition of Hunter Biden. Nancy Mace is going to join me later on this morning. But it did seem once again pretty much like another ho-hum day, like all the work these guys are putting in, Comer, Jordan, and they've done an extraordinary job. And they've got a ton of information that 1,000%, 1,000% takes Uncle Jimmy and Hunter back to Joe Biden. But it doesn't seem to me, Brian, like eventually we're going to get what I want to get, which is some type of impeachment, some type of real big issue for Biden. I think it's it's great to making Americans aware of what's going on, but I'm not sure there'll ever be any real type of repercussion. I think exposure will be the repercussion in an election that was really, you know, was decided by thousands of votes, you know, and not even 100,000 votes. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, basically 20,000 votes uh, in the PGE battleground states. For people to say, you know, that Donald Trump, I don't trust him. I don't do this. Well, wait a second. Joe Biden lied to us prior to getting this job when he had the job, which exposed over the last three years, showed he was part of every deal. Unless you thought he was calling in and showing up and buying dinner or not buying dinner, having dinner with all of his business partners just to talk about the weather. And if you expose the person who he is. By the actions he took and the denials he made, that could be the difference. And it, again, neutralizes the whole thing. You got a document problem with Trump. I got it. Shouldn't have taken it. Why have that problem? You're running it again. You don't need it. You're not setting up a library. But then you got a documents case with Biden that goes back 40 years. In my view, among the voters, it neutralizes the whole story. Now you have, oh, I got a problem with Donald Trump telling the truth to us. Okay, maybe you have a problem with it. Maybe you don't. But now I can tell you one thing. I'll give you all these examples of Biden, too. So don't act like you just you just elected the uh, the next Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) this transitional figure, the Grandpa Joe. If you look at these stories and you get these stories out and Bobolinsky is going to be electric when he goes public. And I don't think that Hunter outside the addiction stories is going to be able to effectively kick out text message that says my dad is sitting next to me and he's not happy and we don't forget everything you read those text messages they're written in perfect english clear sentences he's like i was high on drugs really you're high on drugs the american people will watch that sid and they're so much more logical than politicians think they are they know Fannie Willis is lying. They know his business partner was lying. They know that Nathan Wade was lying. I don't care what that judge says. That case is now diminished. The American people are the jury. As soon as it was clear that Republicans wouldn't have 60 senators, Republican senators uh, in the Senate, you knew any impeachment was going to fail. But I don't want to even go through the trial. I want this whole case exposed. And when people say to you, why go through the impeachment inquiry? It's because without it, you didn't have the subpoena power to get the players to give out the bank records, the documents, and force them to show up. That's why they did the inquiry. They had to ratchet up the level and the retribution. Brian Kilmeade here, wrap it up in a couple of seconds. Uh, first, we had Colorado. Then we had Maine. And now we've got I Illinois. I mean, these idiots, a couple of women, actually, in these states continue to ban my friend from the ballot, they have to know that eventually the Supreme Court is not going to allow that to happen. And no matter what they try to do, they're not going to stop him from winning the nomination. Why do these states continue to embarrass themselves? 
They get their shots in MSNBC, and these nondescript actors get to go in there. You know, I, this insurrection was so bad. Excuse me, he was never charged with insurrection. Well, he just had to do it. Well, you know, it's already being heard by the courts. We don't even need it. doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I, what's right is right. And do you know that he's still on the college? He's still going to be on the Illinois ballot? Of course. So it's, this doesn't even mean anything. He's not even knocking him out. So this is just going to be a bigger win for the president. And this backs up. I don't know if you remember the court cases. They all get blended. But, you know, one of the th- problems the Supreme Court's uh, all the justices had is the precedent 20 years from now. You know, I, that guy, I didn't like what he was doing when he was younger. I don't like his uh, I don't like his fiery speeches. Let's say there's violence at a Los Angeles uh, a Los Angeles event that he has. Now, all of a sudden, California is going to ban the Republican or Oklahoma is going to ban the Democrat. You have to tell the country and all these states, it's not up to you to ban people. You know, uh, David Duke was on the ballot. Remember that? I don't think the guy ever disavowed the KKK. Nope. So we left him on the ballot. Because it's America, and if he's out of prison, and if he fits the criteria, he gets to run. He gets no votes, and he moves on. This guy gets a lot of votes, and that makes it important. This is going to be another win for the president, and I also think, as you know, the delay in the case helps. But the thing that's going to hurt the president, he's got to come up with $400 million now. Yeah. So he's got to come up with $400 million in a few days, you know, a few weeks. That is not going to be easy. Not It's easy for you, but you're not involved in this. Do not lend it to him. Uh, and I urge you, Sid, uh, yeah. let Curtis do that. Yeah. That's why Curtis has the money and sells the berets. That's right. Right? Uh, but, yes. but stuff like this. Yeah, no, he's got a, uh, that's a lot of money. And uh, we'll see if it's a bond or if it's actual cash. We'll see. I'll see the president in uh, two weeks. I'll be down to Mar-a-Lago. Last one, talking about the president, not to pat myself on the back, but I told you guys months ago, months ago, DeSantis can't compete. Haley can't compete. I was right. He has walked his way right through this primary. Now we'll see what happens with the general election. But Haley, I believe, has really become an enemy of the Republican Party. To me, at this point, a vote for Nikki Haley is a vote for uh, Joe Biden. And man, did she get nasty yesterday basically saying that Donald Trump is not above the law and basically he should be in prison I mean, Nikki Haley, I get it. I get it, sweetheart. You want to stay in there just in case Trump implodes and you get to be the next the next contestant on The Price is Right. But she is not helping herself, I don't believe, in 2024 or 2028. What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to project. I couldn't believe that comment. She said, you know, not Bill Clinton, not Donald Trump, not uh, Joe Biden are above the law when it comes to immunity. You don't have to weigh in on this case. Nobody needs you to weigh in. You don't have to weigh in. Let's go, listen, I, I can't follow the court cases. I'm, I'm trying to get a nomination. I got Super Tuesday to worry about. Totally unnecessary. That's just it. And when Gavin Newsom came out, Sid, and said, I hope she stays in as long as possible. She's our best surrogate. And that's why she has money to stay in. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know you don't like this, but Haley is a really good candidate. She's very competent, very smart, extreme experience, great personal story. I don't know if she thought this portion out, but when Ron DeSantis was on me two weeks ago, he said, I don't know what she's doing. And I go, what do you mean? He says, she's going for the 20% that don't aren't uh, going for Trump. She goes, you can't win that way. And she knew that. And I knew, you know, I know that. He, Ron DeSantis made a simple bet. The country is ready to move on. I do have his values. I'm younger and I could do it without the controversy. And the country said, or the Republicans said, no. And he said, okay, I'm out. Nikki Haley says, I'll pivot. And that pivot, if the Trump movement ends when Trump ends, like the Tea Party did, she'll look smart. If it doesn't, she's over. 
She's over. Write it down right now. I'm pretty good with these things. It ain't you are happen. good. I have to give you credit for that. <laughs> so, I mean, you did nail it. You did nail it right away. You said it. Well, listen. This we, is a good, and, well, we don't want a, a rookie coach. I mean, she's not a good candidate. I disagree. Uh, she comes off at this point as being jealous and spiteful. <laughs> she's got no real experience outside of being a decent governor in one state. Uh, same thing with DeSantis, great governor, one state, Florida. We are not in a position the way the country is right now to bring in a rookie. And Haley and DeSantis for rookies. Trump's got all the experience. He's a veteran. He had a great four-year resume under his belt. He wants to come back, give him the job. More importantly, who's coming up Saturday on One Nation? Well, I mean, we've got a big show coming up. Um, I have, we have a big show coming up your way now. Uh, I got an hour with uh, Speaker McCarthy, Mark Thiessen, Brett Baer, Mary Catherine Hamm, and Mark um, uh, oh. and Brett Baer. So that's going to be that's going to be cool in studio. So we're going to go over all this politics of it, and you know, uh, the anger's over the top, and uh, with Matt Gates and and others, Matt Rosendale, and over the weekend. We're going to have this one guest that you absolutely love. She got canceled and she's back. Bad therapy, why the kids aren't growing up. She found out all these therapists that were putting in all these schools to give these kids all these to deal with all the depression is making everything worse. Abigail Schreier is going to be with us. We're going to have a um, a co-host uh, quiz with uh, Carly Shimkus, your idol, as well as uh, Todd Pyro. And... And we got some other exciting guests. I actually don't, I think we're still working out the show, but it's going to be nine o'clock on Saturday night. And please date early, date early, <laughs> come in at nine o'clock <laughs> or come in at 10 and DVR. Love it. I'll be there. I promise you that, Brian. It's great to have you back here on WABC. We missed you last week. Great job, buddy. We'll right. do it again next week. All the love. All right, go get him, uh, Sid, and stay within yourself. <laughs> All right, Brian, there he is. My man Brian Kilmeade coming up right after me, 10 o'clock every weekday morning. Does a great job here on WABC. Fox and Friends and One Nation, 9 p.m. Saturday nights on Fox News. We'll take a short break, come back with hour number two, and we lit up hour number two with the aforementioned Curtis Sliwa, Thursday edition of Sid and Friends in the morning.